Welcome to Her Fantasy Football. You can hear us on Blog Talk Radio slash Her Fantasy Football and on iTunes. Make sure to subscribe to us on HerFantasyFootball.com so you can get our newsletter where we will give you our four ingredients for our fun, free fan duel game dice. Awesome. And a friendly reminder, make sure to tune into our radio show on SiriusXM Fantasy Sports Radio from 9 to 11 Eastern on Saturday nights. Also, you can chat with us on Twitter at HerFantasyFB and on Facebook slash HerFantasyFootball. I'm your host, Courtney Kirby. And I'm Ashley Williams. And I'm Brandon Marianne Lee. And I'm sorry the show is coming out a day late. I apologize. My youngest was sick. She is getting better. But, yeah, it was bad. So she's good now. Appreciate your thoughts, you guys, out there in the Twitter world. And hopefully... We took care of you on Twitter with your questions for the Thursday night game between the Denver Broncos and the San Diego Chargers. It was exactly what we would have predicted. Mm. Um, 21-3 going into the fourth quarter, obviously. Mm. Uh, So, um, yeah, not so good. Not so good. Highs, lows, ladies? Well, I think there's only two potential highs, and that's really Josh Lambeau and Hunter Henry. (laughs) That's <laughs> about yeah. it. That's about it. That is it. But I um, ranked Lambo incredibly high compared to our counterparts, and I'm so glad I did because I'm like, he's one of the top 10 kickers in the league, and even if Broncos did play well, they still have to be kicking a lot, and he did great, so I was really happy with that. I thought the return of Stevenson and Virgil Green would really help shore up that offensive line and would help C.J. Anderson shine. I said, this mm-hmm. is this is the week to play him. This is it. He's going to come back this week. It's going to make the big difference. Not so. I am not no. impressed with what happened with C.J. Anderson. I'm not necessarily impressed with Booker either, but clearly something needs to happen there. Is C.J. Anderson, th- I hate saying this, um, but he, does he seem not as in shape? Or you Was asked? it just the orange outfits? <laughs> I didn't think he, I thought he looked good. I thought he looked normal. I mean, he's... He's like a bowling ball. He not is. Eddie Lacy. He's, he's, he's short to the that. ground. He's yeah. Ground. Okay. He's strong. no. I think that I think the offensive line was bad. I think they really missed Kubiak. I think that it's just it was a hot mess. The penalties. Oh, that offensive line with the penalties mm. and out of control. So bad. Yeah. The and only then, decent part was special teams, which makes sense since the special teams coach is who was the interim coach this week. Right. So. <laughs> that onside kick was money. It was money. Onside it's kick. His, it's his first ever he's converted. So congrats. The, the short the punt fumble. Great. Mm-hmm. So good. I, I at first I think all of us were like, whoa. Even the announcer was like, that's a short kick. And then you see what happens. This huge man of, of you know, just these big arms tries to catch this little ball. And it, you know, it wasn't his fault. No. He never he planned on that. No. He never planned on that. Not trained. That was brilliant play calling. I am worried about Antonio Gates. That's what I just said. To me, this, I don't know what to tell you about Gates anymore. But that's why I wrote my line of performance. Like, I don't know what to tell you because Hunter Henry, they love, they've talked all since preseason about his sure hands and he has clearly exhibited that. He did great. Uh, but what does that mean for Gates? Is Gates, Gates basically at this point is going to be just touchdown dependent. And even then they're still targeting Henry more in the end zone. So, I mean, I don't know what to tell you about Gates. I would drop him. Ugh. it's been dropped already in a lot of leagues. So, yeah. 
Well, get them out of your lineups, you guys. Make sure the Minnesota Vikings and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are out. They are on bye. So no bye. Mike Evans, no Minnesota defense. Bye. That's really it. All right, let's get down to the Sunday games. San Francisco 49ers, one and four. The Buffalo Bills, three and two. And we start with drama. <laughs> drama. <laughs> oh, I've Take been waiting. Neil, put your fist up. Kaepernick's in. <laughs> I've been so waiting good. slash dreading this moment all season. All oh. season. But it's here. So I'm going to talk very little about people that matter and just really fill you in on Kaepernick stuff that doesn't have any <laughs> fantasy value to you at all. Uh, um, should we say thank you? Thank you and no thank you. <laughs> I think we could all say no thank you to the Niners. But uh, basically, that's the, you only really play one person on this entire Carlos team. Been Carlos Hyde. I'm going to say, that's yeah. the only person you could play is Carlos Hyde with certainty at this point in time. He's been really good. He was he went for 22 carries for 78 yards, had a touchdown. Uh, he had 36 yards in the air. He did great, and that was against the Cardinals. So you can feel good about Carlos Hyde, and especially that since we've got kind of a rotating quarterback situation, you definitely could depend on him. Now, where it's tricky is Jeremy Curley, and I'm a Jeremy Curley owner, so I fall into this bunch. I don't know what to tell you for this week. If you cannot play him, I advise you to not do so because just because he's been doing great all season with Blaine Gabbert does not mean that he is going to be Kaepernick's target. So you, you can't necessarily expect that same kind of production. He very well may, he may even do better, but we don't know if you have another option. I suggest you look elsewhere. Um, it's really unfortunate because what's interesting is that this is a quote from fantasy guys. Jeremy Curley played every offensive snap against the Arizona Cardinals in week five, and his 26 catches this season are twice as many as any other player on the team and 17 more than any other receiver. It is out of control how much he is targeted. And even with that said, we still cannot say that he for sure will be Kaepernick's target. So again, fire beware, look elsewhere. So I think it's not that he's not going to be the target, but can Kaepernick throw it to him? Get, yeah, well, yeah, we don't know. We don't know. We don't know, which Brandon brings us to. Uh oh, let's start. <laughs> Blaine Gabbert. <laughs> okay, I, I have very strong feelings on this, as we all know. So I'm going to try to keep him in check. I'm going to try. Blaine Gabbert completed 18 of his 31 passes for 162 yards. Not great. Not awful. He only had a touchdown, two interceptions, and was sacked seven times against the Cardinals. I could argue that's not all his fault. That line is atrocious as well. But he also ran for 70 yards 10 times. So he, he was decent there. Now, of course, after that game, and he a had the whole and a touchdown. And that whole issue, again, was playing Gabbert might be losing his starting job. They're always constantly in evaluation. And then what's interesting about this, and of course, we are, we are not Chip Kelly um, apologists over here, but he almost like felt bad saying this but he's just kind of like guys like Gabbert does better than Kaepernick in practice that's why I, got, I mean he does better he's better and yet it was even more interesting than there was a source this week because again the drama's been going on all week where they said Christian Ponder actually has the locker room support as to who is considered the best option at quarterback which I don't think anyone's actually even throwing Christian Ponder's name into the mix not that they shouldn't but it is now falling onto the Kaepernick situation. So here we are in the potential Kaepernick era yet again. Unfortunately, he was named the starter for week six against the Bills. Uh, and Chip Kelly said it was a football decision. 
I would love to know what a football decision actually means. Is this kind of like that murky, no one really can tell what a catch is? Like, what is a catch? So are you saying that Chip Kelly said Blaine Gabbard's been doing better in practice? Yes. And so then, who wants Kaepernick and then to this play? Says the fans? The fans have been booing Gabbard. And then he scored a touch and they stopped booing. And then he got his other sacked or he threw an interception and they were chanting for Kaepernick. Allegedly, the locker room, according to Willie's one source, thinks Christian Ponder should be the guy. Chip Kelly has been constantly saying that, that, you know, Gabbard's been beating Kaepernick in practice consistently every single week. And yet here we are with a football decision to put Kaepernick in. What's interesting is that he negotiated his contract. Again, none of this is fantasy relevant. I want to be very, very clear to you. Do not play Colin Kaepernick and again, or anybody else from this team other than Carlos Hyde. But they restructured his contract. And so part of his contract was injury-based. So as long as he was injured, they had to continue to pay him. So they renegotiated this. The original deal was with $61 million in, in terms of those injury guarantees that we're talking about. They basically took that out of his contract so they're off the hook for that and they don't have to they can't franchise tag him he has a chance to uh take the option on the one year i feel like this is basically them trying to get him off their books like all right we're not good we just need to put him in see if anybody has any interest and then we're going to be done with this for next year and we'll just take up our losses they're pulling almost like an indie when peyton manning got her and was like let's just be really bad and and try to get a good draft pick and we need kaepernick off our books because he constantly is injured so they have to keep paying him so they got the restructure he is now in and i feel like that is what the football decision is is just they need him off the books they need him to play to be gone out of their program well, I think that also Chip Kelly wants to show the management and the fans just how Kaepernick plays. But at what cost? I mean, do they have to sit Blaine Gabbard down and say this is what's going to happen? Because Gabbard is obviously upset that he's lost his position. Um, but again, football They may decision. have done that. They may have. They may have. I don't, I don't <laughs> know. I'm going to laugh when Kaepernick tears it up. Tears it up. Against the Bills? They're tough defense. This is a horrible week to try to roll somebody out. But maybe this is Chip (laughs) Kelly brilliance. Is it possible that he purposely chose this game knowing they were going to get destroyed on the defensive end here? I think so. Maybe. Quite possibly. It is drama, Ashley. You did a good job. That was a lot of time on absolute for one player that you can potentially play this week. I'm sorry. You're welcome. But I've been waiting and dreading all season this moment. I love it. I freaking love it. It's going to be so good. You add the controversy with the kneeling with the anthem to the political debates. And, you know, there's there's nothing better on TV. The Kardashians have nothing. On well, don't go talking crazy, Courtney. <laughs> All right. The Bills, the uncontroversial Rex Ryan's team. <laughs> I hope he gets a Kaepernick tattoo. Like after he beats them, it'd be fun. Uh, let's say her. This top six running backs have been better um, than awesome. I have to say, like, I think that they've like really stepped up. We've all went wide receiver heavy at the beginning. And I have to say the top six running backs have done decent and consistent, to be okay. fact. It's not like they've had huge yeah. games and then low games. And LaShawn McCoy is one of those guys. So I think he might even move up in fantasy points. Uh, this week against San Francisco, that gives it the fifth most fantasy points to running backs. Obviously, 
you're starting LaShawn McCoy against the 49ers. Um, I would like to say the 49ers have gone up against some tough defenses this year. So this is going to be no different, I think, to them with the Bills. Obviously, the Buffalo Bills defense is a lot better than we thought going into this season. They did not look good. They had lots of injuries and suspensions. It was bad all over the place. But they're good. They're second in fantasy points for defenses. So, you know, 12 yep. more fantasy points than than the closest team to them. So they're, like, well in second place. They're not even close. And I think it was the Broncos that were close to them, and Broncos didn't do anything tonight that was special. So, obviously, I think the defense is a must-start. Um, I don't hate Charles Clay this week. I have him as a sleeper. It's a nice mass matchup, and he is seeing the targets, which is great. I wouldn't start him over my studs, you know, just because of the matchup. But if you're in that weird range, you've got that weird tight end situation, Charles might be available, and he might be a better play than – Maybe you had Rudolph, you know. and you don't have a second tight end. Yeah, you're playing Jason Witten still, you know, or there's just other options. People are rolling with certain tight ends that just haven't been producing. I think I think he could be decent. Um, you know, with Sammy Watkins out, Robin Woods and Marquise Goodwin are the wide receivers in Buffalo. You know, it's not good. But I think either could be a good flex this week against San Francisco or a good dynasty play. Goodwin is the end zone guy, but Woods is the number one target for Buffalo. So you're going to see different kind of fantasy points. If you're in a PPR situation, I would go Woods. If you're in standards, you know, I think Goodwin has the upside. Um, but they're both flyers um, and could have huge payoffs this week. Um, you know, their worst quarterbacks to stream than Tyrod Taylor. I think he's going to get 16 fantasy points. So if that's good enough for you, go for it. Dan Carpenter is on the bench. We have the Philadelphia Eagles, 3-1 and one at the Washington Redskins, 3-2. and two. Ryan Matthews comes yep. back from injury. Hey. Totally does a decent job. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Those naysayers. Um, Ryan Matthews got double digits again. He's clearly the number one back there. Um, and I think he has huge upsides in fantasy points this week. Um, so I'm I'm into him. I think it's a great matchup. Washington gives it the fourth most fantasy points to running backs. I think he can benefit from that. And I also think that Darren Sproles could benefit from that, you guys. I have him as a sleeper. Again, in PPR leagues, he's worth a play. So totally viable. Um, in standard, it does go down. But in PPR, for sure. Uh, you know, we have Zach Ertz. To me, he's a bit of a flyer as well. You don't really know what we're going to get from Zach Ertz. The potential is there, right? That's why we all draft him at the beginning of the season. Um, you know, it's, it's supposed to be a tight end heavy offense um, with the coach, but you're risking it. He had three targets, and he did catch all three of them for 37 yards, but they only had three targets. So that's your problem. When we thought he was going to have all this production, he hasn't had it, you know, within, within the injuries. So does Carson Wentz break our rookie tight end, rookie quarterback tight end role? Well, he he's be. been injured, but yeah, I mean, it's possible. We'll see. I think that the next few games are super crucial after this bye Philadelphia had in week four. To me, I think this is like, you know, make or break. What, Brandon? You have a... Brandon was like... Yeah. Ooh. 
Oh, I think she was thinking. No, 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 no. I um, he's he's a pretty good. I mean, he's got like a really high floor, but he's not like someone that you're like, wow, I can't wait for a twenty five point game from this guy. Like, I bet no. at the end of the season, he ends up being kind of like middle ish. But I mean, he's good. You know, he's kind of got. I'm trying to think of someone who's like that. Philip Rivers sometimes, although Philip Rivers has big games too sometimes, but he, you know, kind of middle. Anyway, I don't know. Yeah. I was just deep in thought about it, way too deep, obviously, because I was. Tyrod Taylor, he's the 16 point man. So there you go. Maybe so he is 16 point Taylor man yes. of the of tight ends. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Philadelphia's defense, you know, I get it. They did not have a great game last week. I played them too. Just have to move on. Okay, just move on. Uh, Carson Wentz. Um, you know, there are better options on paper, but he could have a really good game. You know, Washington gives up the 13th fewest fantasy points to quarterbacks, and he's kind of been all over the board thus far, so he's not super consistent, which I hate in a quarterback. But the upside is really there, and I could see if you wanted to roll with him this week against Washington. As for Jordan Matthews, you know, he started off um, – yeah, you know, and we, like he started off okay in the first week or two, and then he's just we haven't heard anything from him since. And again, it's really not his fault. They just can't get the ball to him. Wentz said this week that he's not going to force the ball to to Jordan Matthews, and that's a problem for owners. So, well, Jordan Matthews kind of a tight coverage wins his one on one battles kind of guy, and that's tough for rookie quarterbacks. Really, yeah, it's you know. Yeah, and, Exactly. So I, you know, I'm kind of moving on. Um, if you can bundle him in with a trade, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be against it. Uh, and the Redskins, Brandon. Oh man, do we have to? Because we have to start with Jordan Reed. Oh, it's so sad. So he was diagnosed with a concussion officially. <laughs> he was showing symptoms, just as bad news. This is his sixth concussion since 2011. List is questionable. I don't think you can count on him this week. In fact, I don't know if you can count on him for multiple weeks. As I say, his history is, does not come back quickly with concussions. Very scary. Uh, this could be, I mean, I don't want to say, you know, anything inflammatory here, but this is ends careers. This kind of stuff. So it's really sad. Sleepers, uh, I guess with Reed out, if you're in a pinch, like a really, really bad pinch, it looks like that it's probably going to be Vernon Davis over Niles Paul getting those targets. We won't really know until after this game, but especially if you're playing DFS and you're looking for someone at the minimum and you're like, you know what, I'm going to do something a little funky town. Uh, I don't love it, but hey, I just wanted to discuss it. Sure. Right. Okay. Uh, Philadelphia. <laughs> Philadelphia. I just thought I, I, I owed him saying his name. It's the one time of the year you could say it. Right? Vernon you Davis know. used to be the best. He used to be the best. So, so many touchdowns, so little time. Philadelphia's good at defending everything. Last week, they got knocked down a notch when they played the Lions, but I think the defense will bounce back in week six. Only Matthew Stafford has scored over 10 fantasy points against the Eagles. This is not a week that I would like to stream Kirk Cousins personally. Uh, they haven't given up over 50 yards rushing or over 35 yards receiving all season to opposing running backs, but they have allowed four touchdowns. Now, Matt Jones only has one game of over 65 yards, and he has to score to be relevant. Now, even in a full-point PPR, I think this is not a week that you want to stream Chris Thompson. Now, supposedly, Rob Kelly could start getting more touches. In other words, it's just stay away. 
stay a away. storm. Stay away. Philadelphia looks a little vulnerable against wide receivers, though. Cornerbacks Jalen Mills, Nolan Carroll, and Ron Brooks have been graded out poorly by Pro Football Focus. So I'm not against starting Deshaun Jackson. I know he's boomer bust, but hopefully this will be a boom week. Jamison Crowder's role was dwindling because Washington was using multiple tight ends, you know, um, sets. But without Jordan Reed, I don't think that's going to continue happening. He spent 74 of his snaps in the slot, so I think that they're going to put him in those short distance situations instead of Jordan Reed. So I think his numbers will go back up. And then Pierre Garçon is coming off, coming on as of late. Um, yeah, touchdown happy. last week. Something to think about. And uh, you know, Pierre so Garçon. Guess who I played in my second quarterback spot? No way. You did? Pierre. <laughs> I love that tweet where you're like, hey, everybody, we can even win in two quarterback leagues without quarterbacks. <laughs> <laughs> Happiness. So well, I'm such an a-hole. The lady I was playing against, uh, she didn't have her second quarterback that week either, and she was playing Derek Anderson. So at first I thought, like, there's a chance I could be going against another zero quarterback team. And I was like, that is fate. Because I was getting the worst trade offers. All right, Mike Evans is my best player. I have OBJ as well, but OBJ clearly hasn't done anything this season until last week. Um, and so everybody was, like, trying to get Mike Evans from me and, like, trying to hand me poop, like Stanton. I was like, what? I am not taking Stanton, and I can't remember the other person he bundled You're with You're just it. better off taking a loss that week. <laughs> Jeremy like Hill, yeah. For yeah, for Mike Evans, I was like, get away from me with that, you people. Get away. I will take the loss this week, exactly, then give away my best player, and I didn't even have to lose. I mean, it is a strategy that you don't draft for buys, knowing that you will take one to two losses, depending on when you get hit hard, but you'll just dominate the other weeks. It's, it well, is my a strategy. issue is I had Carson Palmer. Right, who was out because of injury, and then I had my other quarterback on by. So I would have had one. I played, <laughs> I played Jared Goff. I did. I put him in. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. I don't care. I don't care. Wow. It's a win. It's a W. All right, Cleveland Browns, zero and five. The Tennessee Titans, two and three. This might be. Game, Game of, of the week. week. It really is. It really is. I mean, if you're a DeMarco Murray owner, this game could get fun. <laughs> it's this a tough good. matchup across the board, actually. Uh, Tennessee's defense. That's Tennessee. Not bad. Yeah. Not bad. Terrell Pryor, though. Parrish Cox has struggled this season, so if Kessler can get Pryor the ball, he might be able to catch it. Listen, he's still putting up numbers. I mean, we're laughing. No, I agree. No, I'm no, I'm on yeah. prior train. I'm on it. Choo -choo. We're on it with Brandon. you, Brandon. All right. We're on, on the train. We boarded this season. Yeah, I paid double. Thank you. Thank you, you guys. All right. <laughs> um, Belichick always takes away your biggest weapon, so they concentrated on Crowell, obviously. That's what they were going to do. I do think that he bounce, bounces back this week, even though it is a tough matchup against the Titans, who give the fifth fewest fantasy points to opposing running backs. But they're going to give him the touches. Thank you. Okay, you know, he'll at least get the touches. Yeah, yeah. They lost a, a key offensive lineman this week. I, I think that is going to negatively affect him. But a lot of you are in positions where Isaiah Crowell is clearly your starter. So I'm just not going to make you depressed this week, and I'll just stop talking. Uh, <laughs> quietly, Barnage has weathered the Brown storm, if you can believe it. He has five or more targets in every game. He hasn't scored a touchdown yet, but he has 57 or more yards in each of his last three games. And if you're in a PPR league, I don't hate Gary Barnage. Uh, 
Sure. At least rest of season. Um, bench, well, let me let me tell you, it's hard to suggest anyone in this rough matchup. I really I'm not adamant about any of these people, especially with an injured Cody Kessler throwing the ball. He has a rib injury, and that's just not great. The good news though is that Josh McCown is practicing. Yeah, and he could be back soon. There was rumors that he might even start this week. Then they finally announced that Cody Kessler is going to be the starter. But they're actually hoping that he'll be on the sidelines to be the backup. Um, Yay! Yeah, something. So, That's hey, something. so maybe we'll have a Jay Cutler broken thumb issue go down, and McCowan can just come in. Say so that We're was fun. right. Well, <laughs> it's the opposite though. I think that they do want McCowan. <laughs> No, that's what I'm saying. The yeah. Kisler will break his thumb or something, and McCowan will just have to go on. It's so terrible. Just like Mr. Brian Hoyer, who oh, back up. Right? I think it's more like when Vic got hurt and Roethlisberger went in, and we were all just ticked off about it because we would have played everyone else had we known. <laughs> yeah. right. That's the thing more to be like. That was like the fantasy worst day ever. It was because oh, we man. all benched everybody, <laughs> and then we're like, "Are you serious?" I'll never forgive that team for that. That was no. horrible. No. All right, Ashley, the Titans. All right, Mariota owners out there, it's been a rough one for you, mm. but last week was good. And this is another week you can play him before you have to put him back on your bench. For all those people that thought he's got a fantastic season, I don't think this is the resurgence of Marcus Mariota, but I do think this is a favorable matchup. What is interesting to me is that he was the highest scoring quarterback last week, and yet the guy only threw for 163 yards. It's <laughs> impressive. It's he impressive. threw three touchdowns. But he only had 163 yards and was still the highest scoring quarterback going 20 for 29. Um, but you know what, guys? He's going up against the Browns, who Brady just tore up. And I know you're going to mm. say he's not Brady, Ashley, and I will agree with you. The but, but the Browns give up the they're the sorry, they give up the second most points to quarterbacks, or sorry, fifth most points to quarterbacks. And Brady was the second highest scoring last week. I think Mariota will do just fine. If you've been holding on to him, it is for this week to play him. So Otherwise, you need to get rid of him. If you're not going to play him this week, there's no reason for you to have him on your bench anymore. Just saying. DeMarco Murray, before I touched on that, he's going to have a killer game. He's again, He touched the ball 27 times for 121 yards last week against the Dolphins. I expect similar production this week against the Browns. He's going to be amazing. You're going to be very happy if you're a Murray owner. And Delaney Walker finally came back and started playing, guys. Walker yeah. old. 66 yards and a touchdown off five catches. Ooh. Uh, the Browns give up the absolute most points to tight ends. So this should be a dreamy, dreamy, dreamy matchup for Mr. Walker. So make sure you get him in your lineup. Now, my sleepers, this was kind of interesting. Again, it's the Browns, so we're talking about everybody here. But Andre Johnson and Richard Matthews, they basically switched roles with Matthews going into the Z receiver spot. They did this because Sharp has been really struggling. As we all know, we've talked about the last few weeks, that you cannot be playing Tajay Sharp. They made a little bit of a switch. It seems to pay off for the most part. Johnson and Matthews were both able to score. So the Browns are middle of the pack against the pass, so hopefully these guys can get something going. Um, if you're in desperate need, I'm only mentioning them because we're on bye weeks. Granted, there's only two teams out on bye, but we've all had a little bit of injury situation. So if I had to go with one, I'd go Richard Matthews, but there's a chance I have Richard find Matthews the in my lineup in two of my links. And deep, I would say if I owned Andre Johnson – this definitely would be the week I'd play him, right? In your flex, I agree. for sure. I agree. So, I mean. And then Derek Henry is actually. Richard Matthews links, there are 16 player leagues, okay? We're not talking about these little 10-team leagues. And I'm like, ooh, Richard Matthews, Cleveland. 
they are deep leagues. But we've got people in 12, 14, 16 team leagues. And in this case, Richard Matthews is a decent play this yep. week. Great play. So um, keep your eyes out for him. Also, Derek Henry. So Henry is good for about four points a game in a standard league. And he's good for about five carries around there. Um, the Browns give up the seventh most points to rushers. So he actually has a decent chance and a potential flex role for you. If you're in a bit of a weird situation where you need somebody that could potentially have some upside, uh, for all we know, this could be a blowout and they're going to pull Murray and they're going to play Derrick Henry. And it's a good matchup for him. And he does, even with DeMarco in, he still is able to get you four points. So four points is better than zero right now. So another person to think about. Baltimore Ravens three and two at the New York Giants two and three starters Justin Tucker he's the kicker and he's the only starter on the team we'll move on <laughs> uh, sleepers well here it goes the wide receiver situation is just getting gross right it's absolutely disgusting mm. Steve Smith is not practicing most likely will not play this Sunday Mike Wallace is a no con which to me is worrisome. Mm. I don't like that. I mean, he has mm. seen 21 targets in the last two games, so he is clearly a huge part of this offense. Mm. Rashard Perryman's best game was 3.5 fantasy points. That's nothing to write home with. And Kamar Aiken, all those guys, you know, everybody who drafted him, you can let him go, guys. Uh, He's still owned in too many percentages of leagues here. It's crazy. Brutal. He's had 2.8 fantasy points on the year. I know. It's just brutal. In standard links. It's amazing. Almost runs the golden tape. I mean, how, how, yeah. <laughs> he is Cordellian Patterson, your, your ASS is like nobody's business. Except for Cordero Patterson has more points than that this year. I say, and like oh, this, year, this year. I'm sorry, I should have said Patterson of 2014. Of, yeah. And 13 when, and 12. Yeah, yeah, when we all thought he was going to be in, you know, whatever. But yeah, so it's time, you guys. It's just like, it's just really yucky all really really yucky uh, obviously you play wallace if he plays other than that i just can't i can't i can't do it sorry terrence west uh we have him ranked number 24th uh west to me is like obviously the clear back in baltimore um but this is just not a good matchup the giants mm -hmm. have given up the ninth fewest fantasy points to running backs um and you know with He's sharing a little bit with Dixon and Allen. Not a lot yet, but I think as Dixon gets healthier, Dixon's going to take a few more touches away. So although I love Terrence West, if you have an option that came back this week from bye or just has a better matchup, you might want to do it. I don't know if I'd play, waste my touch on West this week. Dennis Pitta. Listen, Pitta has eight, eight targets, 59 yards, and zero touchdowns last week. In fact, he had, has zero touchdowns on this season. He was not the only tight end playing for Baltimore last week, as we uh. all saw when Crockett Gilmore had seven targets for 28 yards and that touchdown yeah. that Pitta has been not getting. Um, so it's mm -hmm. a weird thing going on in Baltimore with the tight ends, too. I think you might have better options. Um, Baltimore's defense, they're ninth in fantasy points, um, but are within five fantasy points with nine other defenses. I believe one ahead of them and seven below them, or eight below them, excuse me. Um, so it's really all about matchups to me when it comes to defenses if you don't have that top tier. And, and all of these nine teams have really hard or like mediocre, you know, if you're on Yahoo, they're yellow. Uh, <laughs> matchups except Houston and Texas. 
and Tennessee. So again, you might want to play Houston, Tennessee's uh, defense over Baltimore's. The Baltimore's is going to be the third in that area um, between, you know, six and, and 14, uh, six and 18 uh, defenses. So to me, Baltimore is not a bad play this week. Joe Flacco is on your bench, of course. Rewind and listen to everything I said about the wide receivers and tight ends, and you will get it. Flacco said no. The Giants. <laughs> so, OBJ, he was the top receiver on the team in week five. Uh, that was only catching five catches out of 12. He was targeted a whole bunch, but he only went 56 yards, but he was able to get the touchdown. Now, this will be a tough matchup. Uh, against Baltimore Ravens. They're ranked fifth in pass defense. So that's a tough one to go against. And again, with him being kind of hot-headed, there's been a little bit of Twitter talk between him and the Ravens um, in terms of they better not be pushing him around. And I don't know. I mean, I actually feel really bad for this guy. Yeah, it's gotten out of control. It's just, I feel like it's just like grown-up bullying with him at this point. But I'm sure he's no angel, but still, it's just, I don't know. So he's the only guy you really can probably play because he's still getting the targets. And so he's still a talented player. I think we've got Coach McAdoo who's trying to get a little bit more, um, I don't know, just calm, calmness to him. So they're working on he that. He needs some serious meditation in his life. Mm. He mm. does. He needs that you know, meditation. Like they say instead of detention, they do meditation now, and it's like showing that it is working like out of this world. That's what OBJ needs. A little it's teaching focus. Teaching yeah. focus. He needs to be a little centered. Focus I, will, I will gladly okay. come to a game and do meditation with you, OBJ. <sighs> Throwing that offer out there. I've never done it, but I feel like I could be good at it. You're one of the Actually, most extreme type A people ever. You so are not going to be who I'm sending to comfort my OBJ. Thank you. I can't even good breathe talk. right in yoga. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, I'm just looking around. I'm like, what's, you know? That's why I have to do the hot yoga because I'm sweating so bad. I have to have my eyes closed at that point then. <laughs> so nobody can, you don't know if people are staring at you? Well, no, it's because I don't get like, so I don't get the salty sweat in my eyes. So oh. I have to close them. So then I'm a little more focused, but I digress. <laughs> recharge, <laughs> recharge. Anyways, <laughs> anyway, call me OBJ. We'll we'll be type A and crazy. <laughs> Rashad Jennings. Uh, he's been limited during practice on Thursday. He expects to play against the Ravens. Now, I don't love this situation. So mm -hmm. we've got Rashad Jennings coming back, who still is a bit of a sore thumb. He was limited. He thinks he can play. It's a horrible matchup against the Ravens to give up the second fewest points to running backs. And while he's been gone, we've got a bit of a committee's going on. And I'm not clear if because the committee's been fairly unproductive, they're going to go back to a bell cow situation with Jennings or if they're going to basically just incorporate Jennings into this committee giving him, I do believe, the bulk of the carries. But still, we've got Orleans Darkwa, who had seven carries for only 11 yards. You've got Bobby Rainey, who was basically, he only rushed for 22 yards five times, but he'd have six passes. So he's actually the most productive out of this committee mm -hmm. at the moment with, for 52 yards. And you got Paul Perkins, who only rushed twice for nine years, but he caught you know, one of his two targets for negligible amount of yards. So I can't tell you to play any of these guys because it's a horrible matchup and we have no idea how this split carry is going to work out. I, I hate it. and I don't like the tight end situation. Larry Donnell, he did practice in full on Thursday, but the Ravens give up the six fewest points to tight ends. So that's not great. And we don't know technically who's really going to come out on top between him and Will Ty. Will Ty only had 37 yards off two, uh, with two catches last week. I don't love it. And I'm benching Shepard, who only was two of seven for 14, and Cruz was zero for two against the Packers, and the Ravens have a better secondary. So this doesn't bode well for any of them, and I shouldn't even have to tell you at this point that you're not playing Eli Manning because you're not. 
but he's so great. No, he's not. I mean, I know we know this, he but lie, he lie, man. They get the seventh fewest points to quarterbacks. So even if you wanted to play him, it's a horrible matchup. Just don't even go there. Awesome. Carolina Panthers one and four. The New Orleans Saints one and three. I think this could be the game of the week. Oh, this is definitely. This better be the game well, of the week. I swear to God, one. if it, if if it if the final score is ten to three, I'm gonna lose my mind. I quit. I will quit. <laughs> this better be the warning. game. Warning. Warning. <laughs> If I do not use my Costco Costco paper towels for this fantasy orgy, I'm quitting. Sloppy. It's done. It's sloppy done. This points. Be sloppy. This better be sloppy. Be Anyways, dry. Cam Newton, he still listed as questionable, but he did play in full on Thursday. So unless there's a setback between today and Sunday, we should be good to go, you guys. Woo! Um, he's so. had a few weird weeks as of late. But he should have a great week in this shootout. I'm, I'm not concerned. That means Calvin Benjamin is also a must start. He too is listed as questionable with a knee injury um, that has kept him limited in practice. So let's just hope that they're being precautious with his injury and he won't be a decoy for us because he's been awesome. And I really, I really love him. So um, I must say the Saints. They give up the eighth most fantasy points to wide receivers, which is much improved from last year's Saints. Right. So, not the absolute most, the eighth most. I'm, in, right. I'm impressed, Saints. I'm impressed. You're also starting Greg Olson, duh. Greg Ganell, the kicker. Sleepers to me, Jonathan Stewart, you guys. He says he is ready to go. I know this is a good matchup, but I'm okay with him exploding on my bench. I don't know how you ladies feel. Um, I just want to wait. I don't know if he'll make it to the game. Seriously, I want to wait until practice. after their their bye next week. Yeah. Um, because they have a bye next week, and then you can start playing them. Although they do have tough matchups coming off the bye. Um, but he, yeah, he hasn't played a full game since week one, where he was held to sixty four yards. Now, granted, that was against the Denver Broncos. We don't judge people when they play the Broncos, but I mean. It's too dicey for me. I know you're like may really, really need him, and I get that. But if it's an option and you're just seeing the matchup and the fantasy implications of it all, I would still wait because Brandon's right. You don't know if he's going to make it through the whole game. I think Funchess will get eight fantasy points. I think Corey Brown may mm -hmm. do even better. And so I think that they're both viable flex options, you guys. And, again, I'm throwing this out there because it's the Saints and Carolina two bad defenses this year. Why is the Carolina's defense falls on my bench at home against Drew Brees? Not a very good thing. I'm, I'm saying Drew Brees is at home. What I meant to say, not, not healthy for your Carolina defense this week. So we'll see the saints. Everyone. Yeah. Analysis. Everyone. <laughs> Analysis. <laughs> uh, at so. home, this team is electric. That's exactly where they this game will be played, as we have discussed numerous times. Matt Ryan exposed that Carolina secondary, and you know that Drew Brees will do the same. This year uh, at home, Brees has scored 25.94 and 31.42 fantasy points without bonuses. On the road, he scored 14.52 and 11.88 points. Standard scoring. Okay. Little bit of splits, <laughs> just well, little yeah. difference. So uh, back to back solid performances with a hundred or more total yards for Mark Ingram has me convinced that we can trust him moving forward. He did miss practice on Thursday, but it was due to an illness. 
it wasn't uh, an injury. Okay. So hopefully he's feeling better. But I would watch the injury report. <laughs> if uh, Hopefully it's not like a big time flu or something that's going to wipe him out. If it's just, you know, I'm, I'm hoping he just ate some old cheesecake, which is what usually happens to me when I'm puking. So um, <laughs> how often do you have cheesecake? That just damn old cheesecake. The house? That old cheesecake. <laughs> I think oh, it's man. two or three times I've gotten food poisoning from cheesecake because I love it so much. <laughs> the even when it's still on it. Too, with the yeah. fork in the fridge under the saran wrap. Yeah. It's been See too you. long and I'm like, <laughs> but it's delicious. And I put it in my mouth. It's ended at least twice, maybe three times in the wrong way. <laughs> You'd think I'd learn. You'd think you I'd would learn. Think so that green stuff generally means you should throw it out. It wasn't green. It just wasn't um, right. Just wasn't right. Just wasn't great. Okay. Uh, I have a sensitive stomach, so I'll sit there and meditate with Odell, and we'll talk about our issues. Okay. Uh, wide receiver position is very feast or famine for this team. I don't know how many more tweets and Facebook messages we're going to get about Brandon Cooks and Willie Sneed, but I'm sad for everybody. Uh, however, Michael Thomas has 18 targets in the last two games. He has 11 catches for 115 yards and two touchdowns. They like him. He has nine more targets than the other wide receivers on the team over the course of four games. Unreal. If you're playing DFS, I'm pairing Drew Brees with Michael Thomas a lot of different places. I think he has touchdown potential, and he's super, super cheap. Uh, Brandon Cooks had a slow start last year as well. In fact, my Halloween costume was Brandon Cooks, and I burnt something, and I said, don't worry, I promise I'll do better next week. And that was the joke of my Halloween costume. So that's how bad he was in, <laughs> up until October, but that he blew up at the end of October. That's true. It's a little bit before Halloween. So he might have one more week of misery, but I'm hoping not because they're at home. Uh, he had a big week one, then everything fell off. Uh, he does have six or more targets per game, but 68 or fewer yards in each outing and no touchdowns since week one. One more try. And Willie Sneed said that he's almost back to 95%. Mm. So <laughs> the uptick. Okay. Take that as you will. One big game from Fleener in week three, but Carolina gives up the fifth most fantasy points to opposing tight ends. Maybe they'll get extra practice in during the bye, and maybe he'll be fine this week. Fleener's going to tear it up this week, Brandon. Yeah, he may. They, they may have gotten it together again, but he's only had one decent mm. week Yep, out of four, yeah. just being honest. So boom or bust. And don't get cute with John Q. And the multiple touchdowns at San Diego was just a bizarre, weird thing. Yet glorious. Listen, we had a Twitter, uh, somebody from Twitter asked us who they should play, Kobe Fleener or Antonio Gates. And I told them Kobe Fleener. And then almost immediately afterwards they said, I'm going to go Gates. We'll see who's right. Which is my well, favorite will, kind of Twitter comments. Yeah, uh, why, do you comments. Ask us? Uh, why do you ask us? Why do you ask us if you don't want to <laughs> listen? Um, and so I was like, well, good luck. And sure enough, Antonio Gates got, what, one point? So... All I need is Kobe Flanner to get like three points, and I feel confident. <laughs> you should be confident in that. <laughs> Jacksonville Jaguars one and three. The Chicago Bears one and four. This might be as well game, game of, the, of week. the week. In reality, actually, you guys, this might be a good fantasy team. This might be a good fantasy game. We'll see, but it could be yummy. Blake Bortles, we have him ranked number eight. I like Blake Bortles this week. He's coming off a bye, which I love. Um, and before the bye, he had almost 26 fantasy points. So he had yeah. confidence for a full week, two wow. weeks. So, like, that's rare. Um, so it's it's a good thing. So this might be a good thing for him and his fantasy 
this team needed team. a bye. They needed a bye week. Yeah. Yeah. I have confidence well. in sunshine. <laughs> I have confidence in rain. <laughs> I have confidence the world could all be mine. Yeah. We already did our show tune. <laughs> show, Brandon. Oh, and As I you wish you guys, see, we I do this show on YouTube. And Brandon is doing her Hil- Hillary Clinton shoulders. Ooh, shimmy, you know? It's I did so this good. before someone was wearing pants suits, baby. <laughs> I've been always yeah. shoulder shimmying. Right. Brandon Anyways. made pantsuits. It's me and Shaq. Allen Robinson, double-digit targets, double-digit fantasy points with three touchdowns in their last two weeks playing. So he's a must-start. Julius Thomas, must-start in a 12-man league or bigger but like Zach Ertz, it's a bit of a flyer. We kind of don't know exactly what we're going to get from Mr. Julius Thomas. He might play very well. He might do absolutely nothing. Uh, but there's worse There's worse tight ends. Is that fair to say? Yeah. So fair. That's where I am. Um, yeah. Fair. Um, but he did practice in full this week coming off the elbow injury. So that's good. That's good. And it's a good matchup. Alan Hearns falls in my sleepers. We have him ranked number 34. On my bench, Jacksonville's defense, obviously, um, and Jason Myers, their kicker. As for the Bears, Jordan Howard, what? Mustard. Last week, he had 118 yards rushing and caught three balls for 45 yards and a touchdown. Jeremy Langford, who? It's kind of sad, Howard right? It was like Langford's chance, and it's like, bye-bye. It's the Howard show right now. I mean, he's it's kind of a tough Howard matchup, show. though. Jacksonville is a little stingy. Yeah, it's. I, I was just gonna say, it's like I don't think must you start should, in season long for sure. Yeah, I don't think you should expect huge um, production out of him, but he definitely is still gonna be starting starter for you. Um, Alshon Jeffrey, this is his last chance to find chemistry with Mr. Hoyer. You guys, it's not a good start when Hoyer says he's not going to force the ball to him. And Jeffrey's had no touchdowns this season. He's only had one game over a hundred yards. I don't like sound taking of pleasure. Courtney, the most anti-Alshon Jeffrey. She was like holding it. She's like, no. <laughs> I think this is only his three third week being listed questionable. Um, listen, his clearly his injuries affecting him. He's having a hard time getting open. Hoyer's been in the league long enough. He's messed up enough teams that he knows he can't force the ball um, if he can't, you know. And so it's just it's not pretty. I still have him ranked number twenty two, which means you know still probably in your lineup. Um, but it is, it's getting to that point where you need to start planning something else. Zach Miller, we have number seven for tight ends. Uh, you know, his numbers don't look that impressive when you look at like pull up each week, but he's the fifth highest scoring tight end in the league in fantasy points. It's tragic. Which just means it's tragic. <laughs> just tight ends have re- yeah, reverted back to where they were. And it just means that maybe six points is just going to be good enough for you. Sleepers, Brian Hoyer, you guys. Brandon jogs on me. She has him ranked 22 again. I, I think Brian Hoyer is a good is a good play this week. I think he might be having an excellent play this week. Since he hasn't taken since he's taken over, he has had 18.88 points, 19.78 points, and 23.78 last week. Wow. So. 
that's a lot better than a lot of quarterbacks that are in your starting position. Um, Hoyes had, had 397 yards and two touchdowns last week. He's had yet to have an interception. Even the Bears think that Hoyer, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> is the guy. They're saying they might stick with Hoyer over Jay Cutler, even if Jay Cutler gets healthy. I don't even think Cutler is injured anymore, and they're still playing Hoyer. So Jacksonville gives up the seventh most fantasy points to quarterbacks. I think Hoyer is your guy. So I'm saying it. I like Hoyer. Cameron Meredith came out of nowhere. Nowhere. Yeah. Nowhere. He's a sleeper. The new Kevin White. Him. No Kevin White. He just filled in that role. He just popped right in there. He had 12 targets uh, and 130 yards and a touchdown. So uh, we're just going to sneak him right in there. Speaking of which, uh, Eddie Royal um, didn't play during Thursday's practice. I guess that means more targets for Meredith. Meredith. So no Kevin White. Both Alshon and Eddie are questionable. This random guy. Might be on your waivers. Pick him up and play him. Chicago's defense is in uh, my sleepers and the kickers on the bench. Well, I'm just going to keep going here because I have the Los Angeles Rams, 3-2, and two, the Detroit Lions, 2-3. and three. Start Todd Gurley. You know, I think he's fallen to a running back two guy, and we're just going to have to yeah. expect those kind of numbers now. Can't expect running back one numbers anymore. So I see 12 to 15 fantasy points in Gurley. Um, this week against Detroit, who gives up the 12th fewest fantasy points to running backs. LA's defense is a must-start. They're fifth in fantasy points. I think Tavon Austin and Kenny Britt are interesting flexes in your daily lineups. So that's not speaking super highly of them, but Detroit gives up the ninth most fantasy points to wide receivers. So I think both are worth risking it um, or, or in like daily, but not in season long. So I'm not putting them in my flex in season long, but – Indeed, I quick. think it could be interesting. As for Brian Quick, he is the wide receiver getting the touchdowns. I am okay risking it in the flex in my season long with Quick because yeah. if he can see the end zone targets, um, I think, you know, it's okay. I don't think the LA Rams are going to have as much of a problem getting down the field against the Lions as they've had against other teams. And I think that Brian Quick is going to see those red zone targets. So, um, yeah, in season long, I'm okay with it. Mm, um, I'll on the bench, Case Keenum, Brandon, 26th. Every week, I think I swear to God, you bump him up just for Taking me to Picking him up, just a couple. A couple. Just one Working more. on his confidence. <laughs> which, he only had 271 yards last week and no touchdowns with two interceptions, which is perfection for Brandon to bump him up this week. Lance Kendricks, the tight ends on the bench, as well as the kicker. Brandon but if, if Brian Quick could possibly get a touchdown, that means Case Keenum can possibly get a touchdown. That was That's my right. thinking. That's why 26 out of 30, it's really about as high as I can go. <laughs> I think it's good. We'll see, Brandon. I predict a 24 out of you by the end of this season. Mm, don't tempt me. I think so. <laughs> All right. Well, when he plays Cleveland, I'll let you know. That means he right, still right, doesn't make a two-quarterback league. Miami. He's almost there. <laughs> he's almost there. He's almost there. All right, well, the Detroit Lions, Stafford's thrown three touchdowns in three of his five games, but the Rams have only given up seven touchdowns on the entire year. So uh, he's a little risky as a streamer. 
but desperate times. I get it. Jones, though, should be great this game. He'll match up against Troy Hill and EJ Gaines in coverage. And both of them are five for 11, while Jones is six foot two. They've allowed 25 catches for 317 yards and three touchdowns on just 36 targets so far this season. Mm. So the Rams defense being good is, you know, gotta gotta look at all the little pieces. Riddick is questionable and didn't practice on Thursday due to an ankle injury. Dwayne Washington was held out last week due to an ankle injury. And they signed Justin Forsett, but that's a stretch. Zach Zenner, I don't know. I think they're just gonna pass to Jones all week long. Probably. I think that's all they're gonna do. So uh, I think it is what it is. Tate was supposed to have a huge week last week, remember? Um, but you know, as we said, the guy's been, and so he went three of five, which by the way, a huge week was the quote from his coaching staff and like everyone on the internet. Sure. Just FYI, I wanna clarify who was saying that. Uh, he went three for five for 39 yards. So that's not good enough for me on a huge week. I'm still avoiding him, even though there are a ton of injuries on this team. And that says a lot. Anquan Bolden is a dart throw, uh, but he scored two touchdowns in five games. And he's, I mean, he's yet to go over 48 yards, but Eric Ebron, it looks like he is, he's questionable, but he's not practicing again. Knee and ankle injury was held out last week. Uh, if Golden Tate still stinks, which I think we've seen is for whatever reason, his MO, I don't know what is going on with him. Then maybe Anquan Bolden will get a lot of those sh short yardage situations. So he's the only other person that I would consider plugging in as kind of like a Hail Mary that maybe won't stop at the seven yards. I was gonna say, <laughs> what, what, define Hail Mary. You're mean. Pittsburgh maybe. Steelers, four and one at the Miami Dolphins, one and four. Start everybody. <laughs> Pittsburgh Steelers playing the Dolphins. This is like Woo! what the dreams are made of, people. I can't decide if I want to start more Saints or Steelers this week. It's just so hard. Steelers. It is difficult. Okay, so Le'Veon Bell is going to be a monster, bonkers, at least 145 yards in each of his last two outings, and now he has Miami. Ben Roethlisberger has to like that the Dolphins give up the ninth most points to opposing quarterbacks, but he doesn't even care because if you take out that Philadelphia meltdown that happened, he's thrown at least three touchdowns in every single game this season. Yeah. Decent. Antonio Brown, five touchdowns on the season, 125 yards in uh, or more in two outings so far this year. I'm always playing him, obviously. I loved Sammy Coates last week, and he went off. Um, he was 6 of 11 for 139 and two touchdowns. He also drops passes like it's his job. I, he cannot decide <laughs> if being awesome is his job or dropping passes is his job. But either way, you got to take the good with the bad with him. But the problem is he hasn't practiced this week. He's ha he has a lacerated finger, which he did play through last week, but he's wearing a cast. Uh, just keep your eye on the injury report. I, this may not be the right week to start him, and it's hard for me to tell you anything if he's not practicing and he's in a cast. Jesse James put up another game with another touchdown. I get it. He's touchdown dependent, not doing much else. I get it. So? But, you know, he plays in over 94% of the team's snaps, which means he's always on the field, so he's always ready to catch that touchdown. Right. So, you know what? Only one person has scored more than three touchdowns on the season who plays tight end, and that person is Martellus Bennett, and he scored three of them last week. That's it. It's not much awesome. better. Sorry, guys. And sleepers are none. Bench, Marcus Wheaton. Um, he lost his job while he was injured to Sammy Coates. It seems very clear no matter what Sammy Coates drops. Um, D'Angelo Williams, you can't, you can't start him if Le'Veon Bell is playing. 
Uh, it's only if he's hurt. Sorry. Uh, and then Ladarius Green says that he'll be back in week seven. I'm not sure that he's going to take the job away from Jesse James again because of the amount of snaps that he's been playing in. Yeah. And also because remember the weird like concussion might be retiring rumors. And then it took like a month for the Steelers to come out and be like, well, maybe that's not true. Yeah. We still Seems don't know weird. what's going on with him. Mm -mm. I'm a little weirded out by it. Little. I'm very weirded out. I'm sorry. Let me correct that. <laughs> anyway. All right. The Dolphins. Uh, listen, there's no one on this team I want to talk about. So find another option. Like, legit, find another option. Jarvis Landry, whatever. At this point, he's a wide receiver three to me. So that falls into your little, of your little love mark. Yeah. I mean, well, you can blame whoever you want. Me punching. Sad Jarvis Landry's a Dolphin. I, too, do agree. Um, but it is what it is. Arian Foster is questionable to return. I don't care. I'm not playing them against Pittsburgh. They're not going to be used. They're going to fall behind so fast. They're going to be throwing the ball, and Tannehill's probably going to throw two to three interceptions. So it's going to be really bad. So seriously, I'm staying away from the Dolphins. Bye. Cincinnati Bengals, two and three. The New England Patriots, four and one. I cannot decide how this game is going to go. Because the Bengals have just been a bizarre team this year. Mm -hmm. Just weird. And I don't like this weirdness against the Patriots. So with that said, Giovanni Bernard, he had a decent game. He rushed nine times for 50 yards. Um, and he had six catches for another 46. I think he's got the better matchup out of the two between him and Jeremy Hill. We've got a little beat up Jeremy Hill situation going on. So I don't love that. Um, AJ Green did not have the week I was hoping for. He only had 50 yards on eight catches. But AJ Green tends to bounce back after a kind of a bad week. So I think he'll probably be okay. But the issue is Brandon LaFell went off. So that's why AJ Green wasn't getting any touchdowns because LaFell had two touchdowns in 68 yards. So LaFell has certainly established himself as a wide receiver too. But there was a while there we weren't uh. sure will it be Tyler Boyd? Will it be Brandon LaFell? It's Brandon LaFell. It's, you know. He was, he was targeted the most 11 times, and I can see him also having a good week. So I think the Patriots are – Carney's all happy because she was saying it from the very beginning. She's like, this, this whole show, show is just guys. quite bloating. It really is. It is. I'm so annoying. Sorry. It's the, <laughs> it's the Courtney's a beep show. Yeah, um, that's true. I'm sorry. Yeah. And that beep was a joke. I'm right. <laughs> you are right. And I think LaFell could have another good week this week. So I think they're going to hone in on AJ Green, which is going to leave Brand LaFell a little bit open. And we've got LaFell playing against a former team. So that should also be interesting. You're not playing Boyd. Now, again, like we said with Jeremy Hill, he's got a shoulder situation going on right now. Um, I don't know, guys. I, he's, he's had the shoulder for a while. He was limited in practice on Wednesday. Hmm. I'm not loving it. I think this is going to be a Giovanni Bernard week. So if you can avoid Hill, I recommend doing that. But definitely keep your eye on the waivers. I'm sorry, excuse me, on the injury report. Andy Dalton didn't have a horrible game. He was 29 of 41 for 269 yards and two touchdowns. Um, I think he could have another decent week. I do. So he's somebody I think you could potentially stream. Just saying. And interestingly enough, because we've talked a little bit about tight ends, Tyler Eifert, was not practicing Thursday. I'm getting I'm getting sick and tired of even mentioning his name at this point in time. That we are already in week six and he's not come back. But CJ Uzuma, he has his 22 targets. He is the third most targeted player on this team right now, but only behind AJ Green and Giovanni Bernard. 
So if you're in a pinch, this guy is good for four points in a standard league. He always gets targeted five times, so that's that's about nine points if you're in PPR. He's someone interesting that you could potentially play this week, um, especially in a matchup where something's going to have to give against the Patriots, and it could be this tight end position. So if he's getting the third most targets, he's an interesting potential play for you. Boom. Bench Patriots. is obviously Eifert. Right. Uh, you start everyone. Yeah. Uh, Cincinnati's defense, the whole team. Brandon, your analysis has so been good. on point. Everyone. Well, that nice match. Everyone. <laughs> it's actually like really everyone. easy. Like, Pittsburgh everyone. versus Miami. Everyone. I mean, it's like, come on now. <laughs> come on now. <laughs> Drew Brees versus Carolina. <laughs> I just, please. Uh, Trevor Simeon threw for four touchdowns against them. Ben Roethlisberger, three. I'm sure Brady will be fine. Ezekiel Elliott, D'Angelo Williams, and Matt Forte scored over 15 points in standard scoring against Cincinnati. Uh, LeGarrette Blunt and James White even are going to be fine. Cincinnati has given up an average of 162.6 yards per game to opposing wide receivers and seven total, total touchdowns on the year. Uh, last week, Edelman was targeted 10 times, but he only caught five for 35 yards. He's limited at practice with a foot injury. Uh, should be fine. Keep your eye on it. Hogan was targeted five times for four catches for 114 yards. Uh, you know, he's still out there in some leagues. They like him. He's, he's doing so risky, a lot don't catches. you think? Oh, he is he is totally risky, but yeah. I think they're gonna throw the ball a lot. Yeah. Like, right. Yeah. Right. So um look for uh, you know, targets and catches to kind of I think even out a little little bit between the two of them actually which is interesting uh, martellus bennett scored uh three of his four total touchdowns on the year uh last week gronk went for over 100 yards you can start gronk for sure you can start bennett and hope this continues i guess i mean it's, you know till proven otherwise i guess and then uh again gronk was limited with his hamstring still whatever pretty much everyone's been limited at practice supposedly so it is what it is the only person on bench is danny they Amendola. don't need to practice that's what's going on no they no, just they don't, don't need it no, they Practice just have their book of spells and then it works out. <laughs> um, you know, Danny Amendola is going to have a big game or two this season, but you will never know when. So I don't even want him on my team whatsoever. And it's just weird. And uh, yeah, I believe Hogan's the new Amendola. So boom. All right, let's get into those afternoon games. The Kansas City Chiefs mm -hmm. two and two at the Oakland Raiders four and one. I have the opposite teams of Brandon. Brandon's just start everyone, and every single one of mine is like, you've got one starter on this team. Yeah. One. Because um, guess what? I'm about ready to start everybody again. Of course you are. <laughs> of course you are. And I'm starting no one. Raiders. You're starting Kelsey. He's my only must-start this week, which I know may seem a little bit aggressive, but – he is. He he has scored in the past two games, and the Raiders' defense is allowing more than 75 yards to other tight ends this year, so per game. So Kelsey should have a good game against the Raiders, so you are for sure starting him. Now, my not sure guys, you know, I'm probably being conservative, but I just, you know, if you're going to play Jamal Charles, Spencer Ware, to me, put him in your flex because Jamal Charles, he has said that he is as fast as he was before his knee injury. He's ready to go against the Raiders. They're, I mean, this is a good rival. They're coming right. off a bye. It's a good rivalry. My issue, though, is we don't know. We've seen nothing at this point, right? Spencer Ware didn't exactly have a rock star game before they went into the bye. Charkandrick West has been out. West is back practicing in full. I feel like for whatever reason, the Chiefs fall into this funky category too, where we're going to be like, oh, well, Ware will be the guy. And of course, 
or where's the backup to Jamal Charles, and then it will be a West game. So I'm a little just nervous about this entire running back situation. I would go where or Charles, Charles leading um, the charge, if you will, on that. But for me, if you can put him in your flex and still starts by the running backs, I would feel more comfortable about that personally. Jeremy Macklin, I've already talked about it. He is flex only at this point. It's, it is getting really bad. He is not scoring enough to even potentially be in your lineup. So the only reason I'm even saying flex is because his bye week's upon us. Um, and everybody else on this team, you're not even remotely considering. Damn. Raiders. It's a terrible defense, so that's the good news. The what? They're a terrible defense. I know. Playing Alex, Smith, they, playing Alex Smith. I think the Chiefs defense is going to come, come back this week. I don't think so. I don't. I think so. No, against the Raiders? It's not going to be quite as good as we think they're going to be this week against the Chiefs. I think they're going to come in fighting because they need to win this game to be competitive in our division. Literally, everyone's competitive. Well, to be number one in their division, if the Raiders win this game, they'll be number one. I don't think the Raiders are going to win this game. I think the Chiefs are going to win this game, and I think the Chiefs' defense is going to come back this week. I think it's going to be a thing. It's a different team without Houston. I just, you know... I think you're going to be okay in fantasy points for the from the Raiders, but... I think that I think that Kansas game. City knows that their season's on the line in this game. I yeah. think it, it will be a very fair fight. We're gonna go but home, but I don't know. I yeah, just, it's interesting know. though. We just saw the, another divisional game in this division, which is why it's hot. But I could see this being a really low-scoring game, honestly. Not really low. Not like twenty-one-three low, but. <laughs> well, I'm going to say this. Kansas City gives up a lot of fantasy points, and Oakland scores a lot of fantasy points, so I don't think it'll be that low. Uh, Stark Carr, the Chiefs took, uh, you know, looked tough against quarterbacks, but that's only because they have had um, that epic Ryan Fitzpatrick six interception game. So, yeah, he had <laughs> negative points, so it kind of helps their average. <laughs> I forgot that Fitzgerald had that against them. Total meltdown. Oh. And then, and then also Brock Osweiler had two interceptions against them as well. So it's not exactly like they've been playing the elite guys. Okay. Okay. Uh, Amari Cooper finally scored a touchdown last week and he put up 138 yards. He looked good. And this week he has a nice matchup against the cornerback, Philip Gaines, one of the more favorable matchups. If you look at the um, wide receiver cornerback chart and pro football focus and Michael Crabtree will get uh, Marcus Peters, which is a little bit tougher, but they actually uh, usually split on both sides of the field. So I think they're going to kind of, you know, be okay, both of them. Uh, Michael Crabtree also scored a touchdown. He is so clutch. Do you can you imagine how good he would be if he actually played with decent quarterbacks his whole career? Yeah, amazing. He's, he is playing the Eric Decker of twenty sixteen. He is. I run. Uh, okay, so also I talked about the uh, Oakland Raiders like pretty much all week in this terrible running back situation. I know no one likes Latavius Murray. I get it. But the DeAndre Washington debacle that was in week five was just epic. It was bizarre. He literally split carries directly down the middle with Jalen Sherrard and or Richard. And then it was Ola Wally who scored the touchdown. What a disaster. Yeah. When you look at it, Latavius Murray has the most snaps, the most yards, the most touches, the most touchdowns, everything. And I know you don't like him, but if you're going to own anyone on Oakland, it's got to be him. But unfortunately, he's still questionable, not practicing with turf toe, although they're hoping that he'll come back this week. So, uh, And the Chiefs give up over 129 rushing yards per game, 29th in the league. It's great, but there's no one there to take advantage of it. 
It's not good. Clive Walford didn't play in week five due to a bad knee. And even if he does play in week six, the worst matchup of the week is for tight ends. Kansas City has yet to give up more than 20 yards in a game, and only Jesse James, Mr. Touchdown, scored a touchdown on them. So there you go. Boom. Atlanta Falcons, four and one. The Seattle Seahawks, three and one. Hey, finally, don't start everybody. Hey. hey. Finally. How's Seattle's good at defending everything, especially at home. Uh, they gave Freeman 23 carries last week, and he went 88 yards and a touchdown and caught three of his five targets for 35 yards. That kind of workload makes him startable. Carlos Hyde is the only running back who kind of went off against Seattle, and he was also the only running back who got over 20 touches. So if they continue to give Freeman the touches, which it looks like they're going to do, uh, then he is startable in this particular matchup. Tevin Coleman should not have played last week, and I refuse to apologize for telling you that he should not have played because when he ends up having major health issues down the road, because he played in altitude with a sickle cell trait, then you can call me. He didn't totally even just play. Like, he played a lot. A lot. Yeah. And then he'd come out, and I was really nervous. I was nervous the entire game for him. I didn't play him because I was like, I, I don't, they shouldn't be playing him. And, and yeah, I morally, I didn't get, play him. He's going to get hurt. And, uh, uh. No, not cool. So anyway, but the thing is, is that in real life, when he's not at altitude, he is a touchdown vulture and he does have a big role in the passing game. So if you play in full point PPR, you're probably starting him. If you're not in full point PPR, it's a little risky though against Seattle. So sleepers, Julio Jones only caught two of his six targets for 29 yards last week. And worse, he got hurt with a knee injury. Seattle has yet to allow a hundred yard performance from a wide receiver. It could be Julio, but if Julio's really hurt, because we all know Julio when he's hurt, it's very evident. He needs, he needs the burst, just his game. And then on the bench, Atlanta beat the Broncos, you know, on the ground. Matt Ryan only completed 15 of 28 for 267, one touchdown, only 14.98 fantasy points. I think that's about where he'll be again. That's not impressive, but, you know, not heinous. So it is what it is. And then no one else. No and one yet, else. That means Jacob Tammy. Don't do it. And yet that's 100 more yards than Mr. Marcus Mariota had last week. <laughs> and yet. Can you believe it? It's crazy. Marcus it's Mariota, those touchdowns, man. All right, Seattle Seahawks. All right, guys. It's Russell Wilson time. Hey. Feeling positive. Peanut butter jelly. Peanut butter jelly. I'm positive about this, guys. You know, I'm usually not positive about Russell Wilson. It's kind of been my thing for like. Do you have confidence? Years. I do. He <laughs> needed a bye week. You know, it was it was essential. It was needed. He had an ankle injury, a knee injury. Uh, he was able to practice in full on Wednesday. Um, the I, Again, like I said, the bye week was needed. The Falcons give up the most fantasy points to quarterbacks. The most. So mm -hmm. it is Russell time, guys. It is time for the rebound. This is the week that it happens. Russell Wilson tends to have a slow start. This is not unusual. I expect it. Uh, this would be a little bit earlier than usual for him to start picking up steam, but I think it's just because this is how the bye week fell with an injury. The time has come. It is finally Agreed. Russell Wilson time, so you can start him. Doug Baldwin, you are always starting him. He's the kind of player that you were starting every single week unless he is on by, and this is a delicious matchup for him. The Falcons secondary give up the 10th most points in the league. Doug Baldwin has done far worse damage to better secondaries, so I think we're going to be – it's going to be great for him. Jimmy Graham, I am also intrigued by Jimmy Graham. He was able to practice in full. 
And he was hot before the bye week, guys. He had two really solid weeks and double-digit points, and the Falcons gave up the third most points to tight ends. If you can't tell here, the Falcons' defense is really bad, and it's a good mm -hmm. matchup for every single position here. So Jimmy Graham is another guy that you have to be playing, especially people that had Kyle Rudolphs that are out on bye. Jimmy Graham is the kind of guy you want to play. Grand Jimmy Graham's probably not out there to pick up, but a lot of you kind of got Jimmy Graham pretty low in the draft. So you might have actually been able to stash him as your second tight end, depending on how you drafted. This is the week to play him. It's also the week to play Christian Michael. He has a good matchup. The Falcons got the 11th most points to running back. So he should be able to stumble into the end zone himself at least once this week. My only sleepers are Tyler Lockett. We've had a little bit of an injury situation there. He did practice in full. He's a boomer bust guy. That is Lockett to the core. He is not someone that you can count on. But if you're doing daily and you need somebody with some potential upside, again, it's a good matchup. So I can see playing Lockett. CJ Procise, he's finally practicing in full as well. I'm intrigued to see if he vultures any touches from Christian Michael. Alex Collins is technically the backup, but CJ Procise is kind of a pass catching back out of the field. So he he may be interesting. We'll see if he actually plays. Thomas Rawls, guys, he's on your bench. He did not practice on Wednesday. We still have a fibula issue. Uh, he, it's time to just say bye to him in general. Mm -hmm. Dallas no. Cowboys four and one. The Green Bay Packers three and one. They're gonna run Ezekiel Elliott into the ground. They just don't care. So until something crazy happens, obviously you start him. No problem. Dak Prescott, his floor is so high. He's yet to throw an interception. He's not a barn burner, but he's toasty. Mm -hmm. And he sure. already said that he said that the team is Tony Romo's team. Okay. Green Bay's secondary is beat up. <laughs> Des Bryant is practicing. He may be active. It's a good matchup, but decoy alert. Tony Romo's the best coach the Dallas Cowboys have. <laughs> he was adorable on the sidelines. So I mean, cute. You wouldn't even oh know. You God. wouldn't even know that like this guy's running around being amazing because he was like, yeah, yeah, good job. No, but I mean, Tony <laughs> was a nice guy. I have only good feelings. I I am worried about his back. I mean, this is also kind of like the Jordan Reed thing where you're like, you know, at some point, it just makes me uncomfortable. Throw the to talk about. Yeah. Well, it makes me uncomfortable. You know, like when Wes Welker got picked up by the Broncos, you were like, really, really, somebody is going to take a risk and play this dude. When they gave him that yeah. popsicle helmet, yeah, <laughs> like that was gonna help. It was it's like a bobblehead. It was out of control. It's, it's so uncomfortable. Good. Anyway, uh, Cole Beasley, four more targets in every game. He finally scored his first touchdown last week. Again, bye week filler du jour. He's lovely. There's just nothing wrong with him. It's not going away. It's not going away. Um, it was Bryce Butler in week four. Uh, it was Terrence Williams in week five. Neither are startable. If Des Bryant's back. I don't know what else to say. Um, both are dart throws. And bench, Jason Witten has a safe floor, kind of, if you're desperate because you lost Reed. He's more of a PPR guy. Even then, just a lifeline. His worst game was two for 25. His best game was nine for 66. His average is 4.8 catches for 46.4 yards. No touchdowns so far this season. So you figure that out for yourself, I guess. Boom. All right, you're starting Aaron Rodgers. You drafted him, and you don't bench Aaron Rodgers. You don't there do you that. Uh, Jordan Nelson is a must-start. I, I wouldn't expect huge numbers from him this week, but um, him or Rodgers, to be honest. But I'm still starting both of them. Mason Crosby, the kicker, is a must-start. Randall Cobb throws, goes into the sleeper category. He had a nice performance last week with 108 yards, but he has yet to find the end zone. And at some point, you want the guy – where you drafted him 
to be that kind of guy. Um, he's not there. So he's also limited in practice this week, listed as questionable. And Dallas is surprisingly good against, you know, protecting the wide receivers. So mm-hmm. um, it's not my favorite matchup. This could be another Devontae Adams day is my feeling. When I hear this kind of tumbling down, um, you know, I feel like he usually is good every other week. And this week usually would be a bad week for him. But I think this matchup just fits perfectly in the play calling for um, for Green Bay to have Adams have a, a pretty decent week um, with the tougher tougher defense. Green Bay Packers defense we have from ranked number ten, so they kind of fall in that sleepers category. On the bench, you guys, as thus far, Eddie Lacy he's listed as questionable and might not play on Sunday. Mayday, Mayday! I'm sorry this offends you, but I'm about to get fantasy real here. James Starks has been out all week with a death in the family. And ladies, we know what that means. Eddie Lacy does not play. James Starks does play. Death in the family means big fantasy week. gold. Big week. Big week. It's a risk, but it's kind of proven logic here, guys. He is listed as so questionable bad. himself. Um but if Eddie Lacy doesn't play, James Starks does play. He is going to be out until Saturday at the latest, they said, with the, the death in the family. So, um, Sorry about the death in the family, clearly. Da- sorry about the death in the family thing. But if you own him and you've been handcuffing yourself, you might be happy you did. Um, and no tight ends. Well, because, and again, the theory is that they play for that person. Exactly. Right. They're playing yeah. for the person that they High lost. High emotion. Or they have a baby. They're playing for their wife and their newborn, right? I mean, this is this is things. Like there's like big celebration moments and big mourning moments are usually good fantasy moments because they have a purpose um on the field that day. So mm-hmm. uh um, no disrespect, but I'm just saying, you know, we're talking fantasy here and to me, it's fantasy relevant. All right, Sunday night football. The Indianapolis Colts, 2-3. and three, The Houston Texans, 3-2. and two. The Texans have allowed at least 10.5 in standard. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Or 12.5 yeah, right. PPR points. Oh, man. Sorry, guys. Uh, to every running back that they've played. And at least one uh, rushing touchdown in four of five games. Uh, with multiple touchdowns in two of the five games. So feel free to start... Frank, Frank Gore. I am. Gore's I am. been a little delight this season. T.Y. Hilton was so good last week. 10 of 11 for 171 yards and a touchdown. However, Houston gives up the fourth fewest fantasy points to opposing wide receivers, have only allowed three receiving touchdowns on the year, and Hilton missed practice this week with a hip injury. Don't love Hips that. Hips are bad. Adam Vinatieri is magic he and really a national is. treasure. Moving on. <laughs> I don't like Andrew Luck against Houston. Hot or cold, um, there's a valid argument that Houston's yet to play a decent quarterback. Uh, and that that is valid. It's been Cutler, Smith, Brissett, Mariota, and Bradford. And not surprisingly, Bradford was the best with 18 fantasy points so far this year. Uh, still, Luck is very up and down. He's on the road. His shoulders, that doesn't really bother me as much. The injury is questionable. He should be fine. But it's the pass protection that bothers me. It's the offensive line that continues to bother me. And even without J.J. Watt, I still think that this will be just an okay game for Luck going up against a team that has a league low 195 passing yards per game that he's that they've been giving up. I, I think he'll get over 200. 
but I don't think he'll even be close to 300. So, um, yeah, I just think it's okay. If you have a better option, fine. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. Dwayne Allen is touchdown dependent to the max, and so far Houston has yet to give up a touchdown to a tight end. Philip Dorsett is too up and down to play in this tough matchup, and no Jack Doyle. You heard me. Jack Doyle. Texans. Every time he plays, I'm like, oh, Doyle rules. I know it's not his name, <laughs> but I always think of Billy Madison. Just That's saying. funny. Uh, I never thought of that. You never thought of that? No. That has literally never that crossed my mind. That has never crossed your now, mind? Now, 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 now you're going now to. Now you said it, of when course. He, when he catches a pad, oh, Doyle rules. I always oh, say. rules. Every time. Mm, uh, Houston Texans. Lamar Miller, guys. He had his worst amount of carries uh, last week. He only caught, touched the ball eight times. Uh, by far his lowest touches was only because he's 20, been stinking it up 20 yards. Um, that yes, was it wasn't like, the Dolphins, that was fault. against that the Vikings, <laughs> the Vikings, <laughs> tough defense. Um, I'm okay Fair. with him this week, guys. That game was a blowout, it was bad. They decided to desert the run, they tried to go with a pass attack, didn't work. They got blown out. I wonder uh, why. He has um well I'm trying I'm sure they're trying to develop some chemistry with Brock, but Brocky Buck, let's just come on now. Uh this is a good matchup for him though, guys. Indy gives up the third most points to running backs. So as long as they go back to giving him the rock 20 some times a game, he should be able to produce for you. Um, I think he's gonna be able to this week. I think this is the week that Lamar Miller turns it around. I hope. Or, or all hope is lost in Houston. In all of Houston, yeah. Literally. Mm-hmm. It's over. We um, had Jason Braddock on our show on Sirius, and he was so pessimistic, and it was actually worse than we thought it would be. That's what was I mean, so yeah, funny. I've, I've, I've disliked Bros- Brock Osweiler. The second that they had to like talk about money with Brock Osweiler for the Denver Broncos, I was like, bye. Get rid of him. I don't want him. I don't want that guy. <laughs> Why does he think he deserves money? I don't understand. What has he done for us? Absolutely nothing. So I was like, good riddance. Well, and he got us into the playoffs. Uh, I mean, that's not fair. Yeah, it, I mean, he did not get us into the playoffs. He didn't prevent us from getting into the playoffs, I guess. But he did not get us into the playoffs. Our defense, Nobody on the offense got us into the playoffs. Okay. Or won the Super Bowl. But I will say that I take pleasure in Brock Osweiler doing bad. Sorry. And I'm a DeAndre Hopkins owner. so you threw that up there. But what's it's funny sad. is that on our SiriusXM show, for years, we have talked about DeAndre Hopkins' quarterback proof. And it was so funny that he was like, who knew it took $18 million of us sign our alleged franchise quarterback to make <laughs> DeAndre Hopkins not quarterback proof. And it's like so true, worst money spent. And we, we went through the laundry list of horrible quarterbacks the Texans have had. It could be worse, worse than Colin Kaepernick's and money. And all of them <laughs> were still better chemistry with DeAndre Hopkins than, than Brock. And so it's funny because I actually highlighted my notes because I want to talk about Brock first because he only completed 19 of 42 passes. Uh, so 42 passes for only 184 yards. Slightly better than Mariota, but not by much. Uh, he did have a touchdown, but he also had an interception. Granted, it was against the Vikings, but... We just have a really serious problem with with Brock and with chemistry and this entire team not gelling. Like we said, Lamar Miller, I think you can play because I think they realize after 42 passes, that still isn't working. Let's go back to the run. 
They have to establish that run. So I think Lamar Miller will be okay this week in a great matchup. I have bumped DeAndre Hopkins completely down into my sleeper category because I cannot in good faith tell you to continue to play him in one of your starting wide receiver roles. He's not a top 25 wide receiver thus far this year. He mm. literally is either a wide receiver three or a flex. Now he was able to finally get a touchdown and he had 56 yards, but it was like such a junk time touchdown you know and like he didn't even look happy when he caught the ball he almost looked more irritated that he caught the ball <laughs> you know like he, he almost like he wanted them to completely do awful so maybe something there'd be a change at quarterback i don't know it was it was very bad juju on that, that touchdown i'm telling you um but he was targeted nine times it was interesting is that jay did bring up uh that you know hopkins is a guy that wins off the one-on-one -on -one matchups and brock is not necessarily the most accurate thrower. So he he gets nervous to try to throw Hopkins' way. And so this has been part of the problem there, which is why Fuller has generally done well. But Fuller has even done awful the last few weeks. So even this chemistry that we thought Fuller and Brock had has now also dissipated. He only had one catch for four yards. You can't even play Fuller at this point in time. Um, and he was targeted six times. So, ugh, it's just that. Brock Eisweiler needs to be a Brian Hoyer where you have to realize you're not a good quarterback and you have to adjust. Like you cannot be overconfident or not want to take risks to look bad. You are bad. So either take the risks, throw one interception to open up the game and get, you know, just throw it to DeAndre. He's going to do his job for heaven's sakes. Every other quarterback has proven that he can do his job, including Brian. You have Hunter. to give him the ball. You throw one interception a game, who cares? You have to target Hopkins more. Well, that he's throwing agree. interceptions anyway. He is throwing yeah, interceptions exactly. anyway. He's forcing the ball anyways. He's just not forcing it towards Hopkins. It's amazing. He's not, he's not really giving Hopkins the chance to win the battle. And that's the problem. And unfortunately for all of you playing fantasy, they haven't figured this out yet. And this offense still needs time to somewhat essentially figure out their roles. Like Courtney is saying, Brock needs to learn his role. Hopkins needs to learn his role in terms of how he plays in with Fuller and vice versa with Fuller. Um, it's just, it's a nightmare. Now, CJ Fedorowicz, I finally got this name right on my hey, first time. Hey, you I, did it! I say it right every time I'm doing my notes and then I get on the show and I'm like, Fedorowicz, twice now. Um, <laughs> he is the starting tight end. But until Brock can put up better numbers, I can't really tell you to play him. But despite the fact that he has had four catches in the past two games, and one was for 48 yards, and the one he had 61 yards, and he was able to score a touchdown, he is a guy that actually is able to somewhat connect with Brock. He's kind of the person I'd maybe take a risk on if I had to in a tight end position if you're in a little bit of a situation. So, but Brock, my friends, Brock, I just. Monday Night Football, New York Jets, one and four. The Arizona Cardinals, two and three. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So, Eric Decker, guys, we're starting with the sad news. He was placed on IR. He has to have surgery for a torn rotator cuff. This is. No. Awful no. news is I when I tweeted out, I was really sad. But at the same time, I was like, you know what? At least we know, right? At least we know, and we're not holding on to Decker, hoping he's going to come back. And kind of like we've been doing with Arian Foster, being like, when's he coming back? When's he coming mm -hmm. back? Or Tyler Eifert. Like, to some extent, we we now know. 
Uh, and now we're going to be able to know our roles as well. So Brandon Marshall is someone that you obviously are playing every single week. He had eight catches for 114 yards and a touchdown against the Steelers. I expect him to do well again this week. He's Brandon Marshall, and you don't bench Brandon Marshall. It does up the stock for Quincy Anua, who caught only four passes for 51 yards, but it was against the Steelers, who doesn't have a great defense, but it's just like offense heavy, and it's just they have a sneaky good defense this year. It's yeah. they're weird. Like they aren't better than their stats. They're better than their stats. You know, it's one of those things. So I think he is going to have a role to play again. He's a flex at best. Matt Forte, I don't know what to tell you there. It's been a little bit hot and cold. I think his injury is still lingering. He only had 53 yards off 12 carries uh, and he only caught two passes. So I kind of feel like they either need to give him the ball more or make this a committee, but they haven't committed to either of that. you got Bilal Powell, who had six catches for 41 yards. I do think Powell's actually going to have a good week this week. Um, I like him a lot. Forte, I think you can play because you're kind of a situation where you just have to the mm. bye weeks. But Ryan Fitzpatrick, who did bounce back off that horrendous Kansas City game, he was 25 out of 38 for 255 and a touchdown. That's not like crazy bouncing back, but it's not negative points. So I'll take it. Uh, but you're not playing him. You're benching Fitzy. Boom. Cardinals, Brandon. Everyone. But of Michael course. Floyd. If Carson Palmer's back, and right now he has been cleared from concussion protocols, so it looks like he's going to be back. Uh, Just gave up the fourth most points to opposing quarterbacks, second most to wide receivers. John Brown is the perfect matchup for this particular uh, game because of his speed. Two weeks prior to Palmer's injury, he had 27 targets, 16 catches for 214 yards. Hello. Always uh, Larry Fitzgerald until he retires. That's my new motto for 2016. And... um, they give up the 11th fewest points to opposing running backs, but I double dare you to sit David Johnson. I triple dare you. What's wrong with you? Uh, Michael Floyd has only caught 12 of his 33 targets on the season. He's only played in 58 snaps and got only 10 targets over the last two weeks. It's just not looking good. This weekend I'd put together a trade with him in it. You can't probably do one-on-one and still get much, but he does have some name value to some people and I, I don't know it's not looking good too many weapons there to have to deal with this frankly and Darren Fells is their tight end he's week to week with a shoulder injury and I wanted you to know his name Fells there we go he's a goodie <laughs> I'm so snarky today so good so good <laughs> bam there is week six in the books once again get him out of your lineup the Minnesota Vikings Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Miami Dolphins um <laughs> I mean, Miami is not on by, but, you know. <laughs> Lots of injuries. <laughs> Lots of question, questionable players. So make sure to listen to our radio show from 9 to 11 Eastern on Saturday night on Sirius X Fantasy Sports Radio. And, of course, you can always ask your questions to us at HerFantasyFB on Twitter. And make sure to subscribe to us at HerFantasyFootball.com so you can get our four ingredients to the fun dice game that's free on FanDuel. It's amazing. So, uh, yeah. Good luck, everybody. It's getting rough out there. Tight ends don't matter. Until next time, <laughs> no more faking it. 